Badger fans, through four games of the season, who is stock up? Who is stock down? What position groups? Where are we at? Let's talk about it. Get your takes as well. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your team every single day. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, let's start here. Stock up. Four games through the season. I didn't do a stock up after, um, you know, we were doing one every week. I paused after the kind of the Georgia Southern game because it, it felt like that maybe wasn't the greatest competition and so four games through, who are some players coming off the bye week that we are stock up on? And again, this is based on expectations prior to the season, right? So that's where we're at right now. For example, Braylon Allen is averaging seven-something yards per carry. I expected him to do that. Uh, I expected him to be really good this year. I talked about it. So um, he, to me, is not a stock up, even though he's been playing really well. If that had been Jackson Aker that came in and is averaging seven yards a carry, he'd be stock up with seven arrows, right? So that's kind of the criteria for this. I got your takes as well. I put it out on Twitter. I wanted to see who your stock ups and stocks down were. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start with the good. We're going to start with the stock up, right? Number one, uh, actually not number one. This is not in any order. James Thompson Jr., stock up, major stock up. Listen, one of my big question marks for the year was defensive line pressure on the front seven. Thompson's leading the defense in sacks. He's got three. He's on pace for 12 sacks this year. Uh, is that going to happen? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Um, but I think before the year I talked to Justin, and we, we set the over-under for James Thompson at like two and a half. He, he's already passed that. Um, you know, so he's on pace for 12 this year. He's been great on the defensive line. And if you look at defense alignment in, in Badger history, like recent Badger history, Keanu Benton had a four and a half sack year. Henningsen had a uh, three and a half and a four sack year, right? Alec James, if you go back to 2017, had six and a half. My point is James Thompson is, is on track to maybe have more sacks than any Wisconsin defense lineman in recent history. I, it's, it's pretty good. You know, so it's James Thompson, major stock up for me. Uh, Rico Holman, Ricardo Holman, uh, stock up. Not only has he really solidified his spot on the field, his cornerback spot, but he's cornerback one for Wisconsin right now. Nobody would have expected that. Like Alexander Smith was the talk of the secondary since pretty much the moment he came back last year against Purdue from that injury. Uh, he was cornerback one. Ricardo Holman's quarterback one now. Um, he's got three picks, which ties for the lead in the Big Ten, right? He's cornerback one. And what an interesting journey for him to, you know, former three-star recruit, played under Chris, started eight games last year, but really wasn't talked about a lot. But there was something here that maybe we missed, right? Because the purge happened this offseason. It was it was the great defensive back purge. And you saw Al Ashford and Smart Melvin and Amon Williams and Avion Jones. You saw all these players from previous regimes leave, but not Ricardo Holman. And I think the coaches, I'm sure, had something to say to all these players in terms of where they thought they fit. I think the coaches probably came in and saw something in, in Holman that they really liked, which is why he he was not a victim in the purge, the great cornerback purge. And he's been great. Like he's been he has absolutely exceeded expectations. So Ricardo Holman, stock up. Let's go. Nathaniel Facos. Facos, big stock up. Right. Well, again, one of the big question marks coming into this year was how would 
how would Bacos look? Major stock up. Uh, he is among 19 Division One kickers right now who hasn't missed a field goal yet this year. Um, and all of his field goals, every single one of them, none of them has felt like, eh, I don't know, it's kind of a maybe kick, right? Like, I don't know if he's going to make it or not. Like, he's drilled them. I mean, he, he's got a howitzer with sniper accuracy right now. Like, uh, he's been unbelievable. And major stock up. Again, there's there's only 19 kickers in all of D1 who are batting 1,000 right now. The Badgers got one of them. He looks like one of the biggest off-season portal additions, considering you considering kickers are hard to find, and considering you have him for this year and two more, he's been phenomenal. So definitely stock up on Nathaniel Bacos. Uh, stock up Hunter Wohler. Listen, we talked about him a lot, but let's again, it, it bears repeating. He's 13th nationally among any position, among any level. So we're talking um, non-power five, power five. Among Division One defenders, he's 13th nationally. Think about how many defenders are playing in Division One in tackles per game. He's averaging 10.25 tackles per game. Again, 13th nationally. That's that's incredibly high. Uh, I I didn't filter by defensive backs. I should have, but he's absolutely one of the top two or three, four defensive backs in the country in tackles per game. By the way, he has a sack. He has two picks. He's been all everything. Now, we talked about it, and we're going to get into some of it. You don't necessarily want your safety to be making that many tackles for obvious reasons but it's all listen it's it's good that he's making them because otherwise there's a bunch more big plays happening against this defense right like he is the safety valve and for the most part he's hit that valve so yeah hunter Wooler, big stock up again 13th nationally 10.25 tackles per game uh chimmery dk stock up uh this is a player listen i i, I had pretty high expectations for dk but if you had told me he was going to average through four games 20 almost 21 yards per catch wasn't wasn't buying that i wasn't predicting that you know that is 23rd nationally 23 20.73 yards per catch um and if you go back and look at recent wisconsin receivers there has been no receiver that has gotten a regular burn right no receiver outside like there's receivers i'll get four catches three catches and they average like 26 yards per per catch but among receivers that are regular contributors no wisconsin receiver has averaged 20 plus yards per catch since at least 2009 so I don't know if DK is going to maintain that, but he is on a incredible pace right now with just a big play downfield explosiveness. And even if you took that away, he's just so reliable. He's always there. You, I feel like you always know what you're going to get from DK. I think I'm, I think I'm there with Pauling too. I think the other receivers, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get the the bad hand Skylar Bell or, or the explosive in space Skylar Bell. Like with CJ Williams, Bryson Green, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get the wins 50-50 balls, CJ Williams, Bryson Green, or if I'm not going to get that guy. With DK, I feel like I'm always getting what I expect from DK. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely stuck up there on DK. Those are my big those are my big five. I got Thompson, Rico, Bacos, Wooler, and DK. A couple others I just wanted to quickly highlight. Uh, Tucker Ashcraft for me, we talked about him. Atticus Bertram's being absolutely nails as a punter. Trey Wedding, who I think has looked really good on the offensive line, somebody wanted to highlight. And Preston Zachman coming in, solidifying the defensive secondary, uh, and really stepping into a position that we thought was going to be more of a strength. Like, that's a guy we didn't talk about. We did not talk about Zachman at all. We talked about Blaylock. We talked about Latou. We talked about Wohler. I'm talking preseason. Uh, we talked about Austin Brown and Braden Moore. We talked about five or six safeties. Before we talked about Preston Zachman, he was such an afterthought. And I think we all assume like that's not going to be a guy who sees the field, no matter what. I might be the starter the rest of the year. So you got to go stock up on Preston Zachman, who again, coaches said he comes in and he brings a stabilizing force. And 
that's what your safeties have to do. Like if if nothing else, they have to be there to stabilize the defense and provide steady back back of the secondary uh, end line communication, tackling, awareness. Uh, so definitely pr- uh, stock up on Preston Zachman. Coming up, we got to do some stock downs. Got to do some stock downs coming up. But first, we need to talk about our friends of the show um, and our game changer of the week. Again, it, it was a bye week, but I want to talk about, again, Hunter Roller is just a game changer for this defense. And much like Hunter Roller, Athletic Brewing is changing the non-alcoholic beer game. Um, they make non-alcoholic, beer, non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Uh, you can use them anywhere you want. That's why I like them. You don't going to get the hangover. You can go to the beach. You can go mow the lawn, do some yard work, do a podcast, do a little painting, a little light reading, whatever it is. That's where you can use Athletic Brewing Company. They've completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. Over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, IPAs, golden sours. And again, they're fit for all times. No hangovers after a workout, whatever it is. And you still kind of get that social aspect of being able to have a beer, being able to have something that tastes like a real IPA. That's why they're the fastest growing non-alcoholic brewery in the USA. So get on board. You can find Athletic Brewing's non uh, Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your online order. That's code LOCKEDON at checkout, 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. All right, let's keep going here. Let's do some stock down. So, again, we we did stock up. Great. Let's do a little stock down, and let's talk about it. Um the first one, I think the first one's obvious. We've we've talked about the first one a lot. I think you got to lead off with Kamoi Latou. Listen, we, we talked about Preston Zachman in the stock up, right? This is like the inverse of that. Why is Preston Zachman playing? Right? It's because Kamoi Latou has not been good. And he's a guy we talked about. We highlighted coming into this year that Latou is a player that, excuse me, we feel really good about. He's a player that we think is going to be an athletic force in the back end with Hunter Roller and form maybe the most athletic safety duel we've had in a long time. We talked about all these things. We were wrong. That was a locked on liars take. Kamoy Latou uh, was fifth on the team in tackles last year, had two picks last year, and now he's basically out of the rotation. I think he's 11th on the team in tackles right now. He just, he hasn't been consistent. He's been all out of sorts. So you got to go stock down Kamoy Latou through four games. He's nowhere near where the expectations were. And I don't know if he gets his job back, right? If Preston Zachman comes in and impresses, why? It's it's not a personal shot with Latou. But if if Zachman's playing better, Zachman's going to be out there. If Zachman is going to be steady and make tackles, he's going to be out there. So I don't know if he gets if he gets his job back. Although I will say this, coming out of the bye week, it's going to be really interesting to see where the starters are across the board, right? At safety, at receiver, along the offensive line, at linebacker. It's going to be really interesting to see if any subtle changes have been made coming out of the bye week going to that Rutgers game. Uh, stock down Bryson Green. I, it's not that he's – listen, I, it just is what it is. He's fifth on the team in receptions right now. And there's nobody who thought you, you were getting Bryson Green to be fifth on the team in receptions through four games, right? I think he's fourth on receiving yards, so he's got a few more yards on receptions. But he just hasn't been the physical player that people thought he would be. And there's really good film of him last year from Oklahoma State, but he uh, has not gone on the same page with Tanner Mordecai. He's had struggles with some of the 50-50 balls. And we haven't seen him make that big physical shake off the defender play um, and bust downfield for another 20 yards because people just can't bring him down in the open field. That's, That's who we really thought we were getting. That's what we had sold ourselves on. Um, there has been like little bits of miscommunication. You can tell him and Tanner Mordecai haven't been on the same page. 
but we just haven't got the full picture of Bryson Green yet. And I think as of now, if you're talking about a guy who's fifth on the team in receptions, you got to go stock down given the preseason hype. I had, I had talked about it when he committed. I said, I think that's receiver number one next year. I thought him and DK were one and two in some order. And I had Bryson Green at one. And he just hasn't fulfilled that. I think there's I think there's time for him. But at this point, you have to say stock down. Uh, stock down on penalties. 12th in the Big Ten in penalties per game. They have three times the penalties per game uh, of a Michigan, for example. And by the way, Michigan, like that team is a monster and they're not creating penalties. But you can't have you can't have that many self-inflicted wounds, right? The two teams below them, it's Illinois, who hasn't been good, and Michigan State, which is just a complete implosion of a program right now, right? So you uh, you have no business being 12th in the conference. And a lot of more small self-inflicted stuff. It's, you know, um, false starts. It's uh, illegal, you know, offense lineman down, getting downfield before the pass is thrown. You know, it's a lot of the little simple things. Like, I can live with the the 50-50 type occasional pass interference call. Those happen. The, the face mask call. Wisconsin's had a couple of those. I can live with those. Like, you're wrapping up, and sometimes the hand just gets in the face mask. Those are those are in the flow of the action penalties that every team is going to get a couple of those. The just false start penalty, the I didn't line up correctly penalty, those, those have to be cleaned up. Um, that's, that's just inexcusable and it's going to cost games. It's, it's going to hurt Wisconsin, um, in critical spots this year if they don't clean it up. And then I got stocked on in MoMA. Like he just, I'm not like, it is what it is. Like he has four tackles per game right now. He's six on the team in tackles per game. Last year, he was first last year. He had 7.31 tackles per game. He's at about half of that rate. Um, I think some of that speaks to scheme, like, and I, I wonder a little bit if the hand injury, you know, in, in the offseason and in fall practice has impacted his ability to wrap up a little bit, to tackle a little bit. Maybe it hasn't been as, as strong or sound, but there's been moments where he's had opportunities in space and he hasn't been able to make the play. Um, he's, a, he's an important part of the defense for sure. He's absolutely an important part of the defense going forward, and he's going to have to clean some of that up. But right now you have to go stock down on, on Muma. And then the other one, None of this is meant to pile on to anybody, but we're just being honest with our assessment of what we've seen. It's Jack Nelson, right? We we talked about Jack Nelson in the offseason in pretty glowing terms as, hey, this is probably the NFL guy on the offensive line that is closest to making the jump. You know, maybe not not a first, second round prototypical left tackle, but definitely a guy who can play tackle in the NFL that's probably going to go third, fourth round. That's not going to happen based on the film we've seen so far. It just isn't. Um, he does some things really well still, but he's at a spot where he's given up some big plays and big moments and he's really hurt the team at times. Plus the penalties have been an issue. I'm really curious with Nelson. And I've talked about this before. If this is a guy who's going to benefit from the bye week maybe as much as anybody, right? Maybe as much as absolutely anybody just to kind of take a breath, chill, go play some Tetris, clear the mind, come back with a full clean slate. Um, and maybe attack the second half of season, almost like a new season. I'm hoping that happens. I, I'm absolutely cheering for every one of these players. When I say stock down, I'm not trying to pile on anybody, but some of these guys just haven't played up. Again, it's based on preseason expectations and where we were at with Jack Nelson with what we've seen. Yes, Washington State on the roads, it was a it was a loud environment. And yes, he was going up against two really good edge rushers, but we also thought he was a really good left tackle. And if he was, if he is, you can't you can't give up those plays. So that's where I'm at on those. Um, I'm going to get into your comments now, because again, I asked for some of where are you at, where are your stock ups and stock downs? Let's talk about it. Let's start here with, uh, OS seven stock up Ashcraft, Bacos, Thompson, stock down green, Nelson, Furtney, Turner, and Latou. 
Uh, so some of these I've talked about, but let's pick out some of the ones I haven't talked about. Uh, Fertney stock down. Yeah, I think he's just been who he is. I I don't know. I'd have to go back and look specifically at Fertney. I, I trust you on this one if you're watching and seeing it. But I don't think I, I had huge expectations for Michael Fertney. I thought veteran guy, versatile. He's going to make the plays that are there. But I I don't see him as a road grading guard. I see him as a nice depth piece, a, a nice piece to have in your top seven. Um, in terms of Turner, yeah, I would agree. Turner, Turner just has struggles with run fits. Like we talked about it after the Washington State game. He just kind of gets stuck in cement trying to process, I think. Now he's really athletic and he has he's had some good moments blitzing. Like he really can time up blitzes really well. And I think that's an element of Turner's game that's important for this defense. He can be disruptive. But in the run game, I don't think he's been very good. And he's another guy who struggled making tackles. So thank you, OS7. Adam Key has stock up CJ Williams coming off that big game. Yeah, I, I could see that. That's a good one. Uh, stock down Muma, stock up special teams, stock down inside linebackers. Let's take those last two because I talked about Bacos, but the entirety of special teams, I agree with you, Adam. The entirety of special teams is stock up, right? Atticus Bertrams has been good. Chim has been really good as a returner. Absolutely stock up on special teams um, and stock down on inside linebacker. I agree as well. We talked about that as we have three great starters. And if we're talking right now about, you know, Muma's a little stock down, Turner's a little stock down. Like, again, this could be a good moment out of the bye week where they regain some of that mojo, but I think they're struggling a little with the scheme. I think there's something there that they, they're they not fully comfortable with, and we've played some teams that spread them out, right? That's the other part of this. Muma is better in the box. He's he's not going to be quite as good against the Purdue, against the Wazoo, who's going to put him in space against athletic quarterbacks. So, yeah, I agree with that, Adam. I appreciate it. All right, coming up, we got the rest of your comments. Plus uh, some interesting stock up and stock downs from, from a few people that I want to get into. So that's coming up next on Lockdown Badges. But first, a quick break for friends of the show over at FanDuel. And a quick second to say thank you to everybody who's tuning in. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you're with me, you just watched the Niners. Go 4-0. Again, it's not too late. Super Bowl future. Let's go. Get on that Brock Purdy money. Uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, and if you sign up right now, New customers bet $5, get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, you get a great deal on NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV with $100 off. Basketball's about to start. Again, Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks. If you're on that Bucks Futures, great time to do it, getting game time. FanDuel is the place to do all of that. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, let's keep going through your comments here. As always, I really like getting your thoughts into the show. I think it makes it better. Um, let's go here. Stock up, special teams. That's from Kevin Klein. I agree. And this this was one. I, this could have gone either way. Like when you're replacing your kicker, your punter, you have – this could have – I thought this could have been a disaster on the special team side. I really did. And they've been super – they've been cement solid. So I'm all about it. Thank you, Kevin. Mike Husby, uh, stock up James Thompson Jr. Yes, sir. Nathaniel Bacos, yes, sir. Tanner Mordecai. I want to pause there. So Mike has Tanner Mordecai stock up. I just couldn't do it with two touchdowns and three interceptions, right? Like, again, but you got to factor in the rushing touchdowns, the moxie. Uh, I, I think the leadership is there. I like a lot of what Tanner Mordecai has done this year. And then you just look at his passing line and you're like, oh, doggone it, man. That's not, that's not great. Um, now, you could say that two of those came in the first game, so he's taken care of the ball pretty well since that point, but I, I think I was stock neutral on Tanner Mordecai. I think I need to see better production in the passing game, more decisiveness in the passing game to give Mordecai stock up. But Mike, as always, man, thank you for jumping in. 
Uh, big, big fan says up on uh, Jordan Turner. That's interesting. Um, I would disagree a little bit on Jordan Turner. Oh, no, James Thompson Jr. I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, DK Holman, Ashcraft, Bertrams, basically my entire list. I love you, man. You and I are on the same wavelength here. Stock down on Muma, Rodas, Nelson, Smith. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mention Alexander Smith. Stock down on Alexander Smith. That's a good call. Also, stock down on the Big Ten West. That's a great call. <laughs> yeah. Is, think about this. In the Big Ten West, in the context of the Big Ten West, take Wisconsin out of it. Is there any team in the Big Ten West you would say – they are better than what their preseason projection or, or what people thought of them potentially in the preseason. Any team in the Big Ten West? Illinois? No. Iowa? No. Um, Nebraska? No. Northwestern? Maybe Northwestern, actually, right? Coming off that win against Minnesota, people thought North, Northwestern would be terrible, terrible. So, yeah, maybe Northwestern's better than their preseason projection, but only because their preseason projection was complete dumpster fire. Minnesota? No. I mean, did I just get everybody in the Big Ten West? Who am I missing? Um, but my point is, yeah, dumpster fire. If Wisconsin doesn't win this division, uh, Badger Bias says stock up defensive line, stock down linebackers. Hmm. Badger Bias, thank you for the, the comment, man. I don't know if I'm stock up on the defensive line, though. I'm stock up on Thompson. I don't know if we've seen a lot from the rest of the pieces yet. They've been fine. Uh, I think they've been about where my expectation was. I would be, I think I'm more stock up Thompson and the rest of the defensive line is stock neutral. It's about what I thought they would be. Uh, stock down linebackers, I agree. Badger bias, I agree. I think the inside linebackers haven't been good enough. And then I wasn't necessarily expecting a giant jump from Daryl Peterson, um, but we didn't see one either. We haven't seen one. I know other people were. So yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, from liberal red foreman stock up on DK Ashcraft stock down on the entire defense and Trestle. I think it's too early to go stock down. I don't think Trestle has the horses. I just don't. I, I know that might sound like an excuse and listen, there have been alignment and miscommunication issues that have hurt this defense. And that is to some degree on the coaching staff, but I just don't think he has the horses in the front seven. I think he's having to coach, try to scheme things more than he would like to. And the defense, at some point on defense, you just need some dudes who are going to make plays. I don't think we got enough of them this year. Jesse Wise said stock up on Ashcraft. Agreed again. Cheney, that's an interesting one. I'll hit on that in a second. Bacos, stock down on the pass rush and this explosive offense we were promised. That's a good point, Jesse. Like those downfield shots, you know, one of the things Longo talked about is stretching the field horizontally and vertically. We just haven't been able to stretch it vertically. Now, there's been chances, right? It's not like Longo hasn't called those plays. Uh, we, you can point to the two to Bell, Bell for sure. Chim is averaging 20 yards a catch. Um, there's been a couple to Bryson and CJ that haven't quite connected. So there's been some attempts there. But, yeah, the explosive offense hasn't come yet. I think it's going to. I think I think it's going to get better, although there are better defenses coming up on the schedule as well. Um, and then stock up on Chaney. I agree. I, Chaney, to me, has been the best inside linebacker. I, I think he – He's still he's not perfect either. Like he'll he'll overrun plays is something I think Cheney does a little much of. Like he'll overrun a play and then a running back will cut behind him in a gap. But to me, he's been the best inside linebacker. So I, I could see that. I could see stock up on Cheney. Um Brojo says stock up on the kicker, stock down on the 335. Uh, it hasn't been clean. Uh Jared Kennedy says stock down Jack Nelson. Should have left for the draft. Dude cost himself a lot of money because he is not good at all. Not sure what happened, but he does not look good at all. Jared Kennedy had a couple comments. Thank you for that, Jared. 
he hasn't been what I thought he would be. Now, I, I think he suffers from the same thing you can suffer from at cornerback, at quarterback. It's, it's Left tackle is a high visibility spot. So when you miss a play, everybody sees it. It's it's replayed a billion times. like, And it leaves a, maybe a disproportionately bad taste in your mouth. Uh, I, Nelson's a good run blocker. Like Nelson, he, he is – able he like he's good on in the move like they use him on um some tackle pull concepts in the run game like it's something i talk about with coach anderson like he's a good run blocker and he has moments where he looks really solid it's just he has to avoid those kind of disaster plays the penalties the the sacks on the blind side but he uh, to your point i'm i'm not gonna say he is not good because i think he is good but he does not look like what i thought he would be through four games of the year um, this is another one from uh, Jared Kennedy says stock up James Thompson Cheney both have been very good. Thompson has taken a major step forward. He's getting good pressure holding up great against the run. Agreed, hundred percent. Thompson has been like my my he's been a revelation to me. Uh, I did not I did not really think we would have a, a disruptive guy on that defensive line in general. I think Thompson is really morphed into that, and yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. J.K. also says stock up on the tight end room. All played better than expected. Shown tremendous upside. Definitely not expected. Rucci seems like a better receiver than advertised. Yeah, we talked about Ashcraft, but Rucci's been great this year. Uh, we talked about the blocking. He's elite in space as a tight end blocking. He is great in space, but he's got good hands. He just doesn't have a he, – he's not an elite athlete, right? But he has good hands, and when he's open, he's able to wall off a defender, catch the ball, and then he's physical enough that you have to put effort into tackling him, right? Now – He's not going to be a big yak guy, but if you don't wrap your arms and put put some weight into him, he's going to get in there four or five yards and just rumble a little bit. And that's that's a good thing to have as a tight end a good a good receiver with good hands, enough speed, and a really good blocker. That's a that's a good Big Ten tight end. It's not an NFL guy probably, but it's a good Big Ten tight end. So I agree. J.K., thank you for the comments. All right, with that, we're going to wrap it up. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in. You guys are the best. Bunch of content coming up this week. A couple interviews you're really going to want to stick around for. So on Wisconsin, we'll talk to you later. Let's go.